Folklore. Reflections from a range of authors, journalists, civic leaders, historians and generally interesting people exploring the importance of the written word, the value of a library and their own inspirations and motivations. Based in RSE Connolly, the James Connolly Visitor Centre, Belfast. Jadie Vakarja, Gasfalcha Arash Higlor, Iglorlan E. Connolly. You're very welcome back to Glor at Lorlan E. Connolly and the fifth episode of our podcast series here in RS E. Connolly. I'm delighted to welcome Danny Morrison um, today as our guest. Danny is a very well-known West Belfast man who has held a number of roles throughout the years, including as editor, author, community activist, uh, prisoner, publicity director, former MLA and, of course, as current secretary of the Bobby Sands Trust. Also a former chairperson of Fela and Fubble, Danny is one of the key drivers behind the Scribes at the Rock event, which is now a staple of that summer festival and has been responsible for bringing writers from across the world here to West Belfast. A writer himself, Danny has written a range of books throughout the years, focusing on various themes and characters from West Belfast and further afield, and that is what he'll be talking about here today. So settle down, grab a cup of tea, and enjoy the rest of the show, folks. Here's Danny Morrison. Well, uh, thank you, Cleaner, for this opportunity to talk about my books. The first novel that I wrote was uh, West Belfast. I secretly wrote it beginning in 1986 at a time when I was the director of publicity for Sinn Féin. And I say secretly because, of course, I had no confidence and I was afraid that people would think I had a huge ego if I was announced that I was writing a book. But I, I finished the book and it was published in November, December 1989, just a few weeks before I was again arrested for the fourth time and uh, jailed and was sentenced to eight years imprisonment. So I never got the opportunity to promote the book through book launches or speaking engagements at literary festivals, which is how an author becomes known and how an author sells his or her work. In prison, I began writing my second novel, which was called On the Back of the Swallow, and it had a gay theme. It was about a 21-year-old postman who was in love with a younger person, a teenager, and the, the, the vindictive nature of society, which came down to repress and crush him and imprison him because of uh, that love, that type of love. The book was published in 1994 during a three-day period when I was out on my first parole. Uh, when the, the theme of it was announced, I was slagged, of course, by lots of loyalist prisoners uh, in prison and also by sections of the media. Also in jail, and before I got released, I began writing a third novel, and it was loosely, well, it was influenced by Liam O'Flaherty's book, The Informer. It was uh, set inside an IRA unit, which was engaged in an intelligence war against uh, the British Army and the RUC Special Branch. It was called The Wrong Man, and uh, I later adopted it as a stage play. It was performed in London, uh, Edinburgh, Belfast and Dublin. And in Edinburgh, it was actually nominated as the third best play of the Edinburgh Festival that particular year. I think that was 2006. The book was also translated uh, into German. And indeed, On the Back of the Swallow was actually uh, translated uh, by an Estonian publisher as well. My fourth book, I'm trying to remember, my fourth book was called Then the Walls Came Down, 
and it was based on ninety percent of of ninety percent of the book was based on letters, prison letters that I had written to my then partner. So it it described prison, what it was like to try and maintain a, a relationship. It also included books that I was reading at the particular time and my views on them, and of course my development as a writer. And it was also a study of the early stages of the peace process. Uh, the ceasefire was announced. The IRA ceasefire was announced in late August nineteen ninety four. Whenever I was back in prison in in H uh, four, the book I published after that was called Rebel Columns, and it was a collection of my political writings. So it covered. Uh, I, I was when I committed prison. I also wrote for the Irish Examiner and the Guardian newspaper, and I covered the uh, Good Friday Agreement for the Guardian. So that 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 book, Rebel Columns, is mostly uh, by and large political, but with some pen portraits. So, so for example, uh, the life of of Cleeky uh, Clark and Kieran Nugent would be would have been mentioned in that book. My next book was a memoir called All the Dead Voices and it was a reflection on mortality uh, on people that I had known and been uh, and uh, been influenced and impressed by including people like my uncle my uncle Harry Harry White who had been sentenced to death in the 1940s and also included a lengthy chapter about the Quigley brothers uh, my best friend Jimmy Quigley was shot dead Nary volunteer was shot dead in a gun battle with the British Army on the 29th of September 1972, so we have a large chapter in All the Dead Voices uh, about uh, Jimmy Quigley. My next book, was I, I, which I edited, was a collection of essays by writers and poets and artists and their views looking back on the hunger strike. It was published on the uh, 25th anniversary of the hunger strike and indeed uh, it was reissued with some extra chapters in August 2019. Uh, and of course I was on a speaking tour f- promoting that book whenever the COVID uh, broke out. Uh, but that book is, is, is still available and hopefully next year with the 40th anniversary of the hunger strike I'll have an opportunity to present that book around uh, towns and cities in Ireland. In between times uh, I wrote another novel called Rudy and it's loosely based on a 1915 novel by the German writer Hermann Hesse. That novel was called Knup and Knup is, is basically about a very promising young scholar who falls in love with a woman who's slightly older than himself and basically he goes off the rails when she rejects him and he becomes a tramp. So I moved the story to Belfast, 1930s, 1940s, that's when it opens up and finishes in the 1990s. And Rudy uh, similarly falls in love with an older, slightly older woman who breaks his heart. He can't cope with life and he becomes a tramp. And uh, Rudy, uh, although he's, he grew up in a unionist community in a little town uh, called Drumbridge, which is loosely based on Drumore and Banbridge, where my uh, grandmother, my granny White, uh, was born. So it uses that territory, which I was familiar with from, from childhood. And... Uh, Rudy makes his way across Ireland, he wanders around and we, we, we see life viewed through his eyes. He's totally opposed to war, conflict and uh, he basically, his love was thwarted and he could never settle down 
with anyone else. So that was I'm quite proud of that novel. It was translated into German. Um, it never sold well, but it's a, a novel of which I am quite proud. During the lockdown, I've written two plays, uh, one about an old people's home called Inmates, and another one uh, which is, again, I was given permission by a, another author, uh, Bobby Hanvey, who used to have a, a programme on downtown radio called The Travelling Man. Bobby is a photographer, but before that, he was a psychiatric nurse, and he wrote a, a memoir called The Mental. Now, I've adopted that for the stage, and uh, I think I'm calling it The Cake Song, which will, will, will come clear to people if the play is ever performed, if we're ever back to normal. And I'm also halfway through another novel called uh, Band on the Run. And it's loosely based on, uh, well, the idea is that a guy from the Shangle, mixed marriage, living in West Belfast, uh, married in 1969, and uh, wakes up one morning in his mid-60s and tells his wife that he's, he's going to do what he always wanted to do. And she says, what, leave me and go back to your mother? And he says, no, I'm going to form a pop band. So uh, he wants to play around the clubs in West Belfast. He thinks that there is a, a market for it there, or for nostalgia, and he's probably right. So it's, it's, it's a sort of a, a comic novel, uh, if I ever get the chance of finishing it, because I also edit for people. I do a lot of editing, and I do book reviewing, of course, for the Irish Times and the Irish Examiner, and I also occasionally help people in terms of, of speeches or review papers for people. And one of the books that I worked on substantially this year, which I think is going to uh, be very, very important and impress a lot of people, is I've edited the prison memoir of Jim uh, Jazz McCann, who served 17 years in prison. And uh, it, it should be coming out in the new year. So watch out for it. It's called 6,000 Days. Goramagov. Mm-hmm.